Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on January 9th, 2020. I love saying it. 2020. This is our first show of the new decade. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles. And it's a really beautiful place to do just This segment of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Visions. A local advertising agency, Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof. From logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, to online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management, and loyalty promotions, you name it and your actualized visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, your actualized visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At Your Actualized Visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo-answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your Actualized Visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes, followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is you now picking up the phone right now and calling your actualized visions at 310-413-8773. To learn more about what your actualized visions can do for you and your company, visit the website at youractualizedvisions.com. Your Actualized Visions, your dreams today, not someday. I'm your host. Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that is what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of The South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you? Oh, happy new year, Joe. Happy happy new year, happy new decade. Happy new happy decade 20, to you, Jackie. Happy 2020. Brand new decade. Very exciting. I'm always I'm what? always surprised I make it to another one. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, this one's special though. There there's been Why? so many there are so many pundits. Well, it's because people wonder why the stock market goes up in even increments. That is, people aren't surprised or excited about 19,750. But when the Dow hits 20,000, that's exciting. Even numbers. It's a human thing that we as humans focus on specific kinds of numbers, whether it's the stock market or in science or in, in other uh, areas, and 2020 is going to be a great year because it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, if you say so, if, I believe you. I believe you. Um, okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, I believe you. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, 2020. Although I hear a lot of people saying the ro- welcome to the Roaring Twenties. we got to come up with another one because the Roaring Twenties already happened. 
You know what I mean? We can't right. we can't copy. We need to come up with something else. So anybody listening out there, if you if you have a good one for the twenties, let's uh, let's hear it. Um, anyway, um, I'm excited this morning about our show. Uh, the, uh, we have these guys on. Uh, I think uh, regularly, like kind of, kind of like the beginning of almost every year, we we have uh, our these <laughs> guests on. Um, so it you well, know it's like a chance to catch up. Right, right, right. Um, amazing. And I just have to say at the top of the show, I'm going to repeat it at least 17 times throughout, throughout the show. We are now available, Jackie, on Amazon oh, yes. and on Google Home. Uh, uh, Alexa, Amazon Alexa and Google Home. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play the South Bay Show podcast or Google Home play the South Bay show podcast. And while it's playing, you can say uh, Google home, play the next episode or Google home, play the previous episode. It's just great. There's so many different verbs that you can use. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's exciting. I actually tested it out. Um, I personally, I don't have one of those in my home. We, we, Mm -hmm. we have Mm -hmm. one, but when we Mm -hmm. heard about how they listen to everything you you say, we, we, we unplugged Mm -hmm. it. So I called my sister mm-hmm. and I said to her, I said, ask Alexa to play the, uh, the South Bay show. And she did. And she said, oh, that's Joe, isn't it? And I said, yes, it is. So, <laughs> yeah. So, that's, you know, it's so funny. Um, you know, the long, we're doing this It's over eight and a half years now. I think July will be nine years we've been right. doing this podcast. And, and right. it seems like every, every, every six months we discover something new about it, you know. So uh, that's, that's, that's just the right. latest. Uh, so it makes it even easier for people to listen to this podcast, which is very exciting. Right. Right. You don't have to looking you don't have to go looking for it. Yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Well <laughs> shall we get to it? It's it's our first show of the new year. First show of the new decade. Jackie, who's our guest? Okay, we have a couple of returning guests this morning, Jed Motley and Jack Moore from Local favorite South Bay band, Feed the Kitty. Now, Feed the Kitty may just be the hardest-working original cover band in Southern California, if not the world. Performing over 300 shows a year, they do it all. Bars, clubs, restaurants, weddings, live karaoke, corporate events, and private parties. Having an arsenal of thousands of songs, versatility is the name of the game for this band, as they can provide a wide variety of quality live music to fit almost any occasion. Now, they recently recorded a new CD, Ain't Dead Yet, at Dave Grohl's Studio 606 on legendary Neve 8028, or 8028, analog soundboard featured in the documentary Sound City. This is their fourth album, and the second recorded at Studio 606 with producer John Lusteau. Now, just released on January 1st, songs from Ain't Dead Yet have aired on various Southern California radio stations, including the new independent 88.5 FM. Uh, the music is also available on iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And, Joe, I would bet that you could probably ask Alexa to play it as well. Okay, so uh, <laughs> this morning we're going to discuss the new album. Um, we're going to catch up with the Feed the Kitty Power Hour podcast. Uh, we'll hear what it's like right. recording at Studio 606 and what project the band looks forward to in 2020. And, of course, we're also going to listen to a few songs off the new album, Ain't Dead Yet, Jack. Jed, welcome to the pro- welcome back to the program, and Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Happy New Year to you. Thank Happy you. New Year. 
Uh, you said uh, you said you were looking for a different word other than the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Yes. I have a proposition. <laughs> I say I say we call them the Boring Twenties. Because uh, that means, I, Jack, I was <laughs> trying to think of one too, and I came up with the yeah. same thing, and I was going to say, I hope it's not the Boring Twenties. <laughs> no, you, you know, you, if you think about the Roaring Twenties, what was there? There was Prohibition. There was the Great Depression. I mean, who needs that? No. Let's, let's have the Boring no, no, wait, Twenties. Wait, 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 <laughs> nothing uh, wait, wait. Wasn't it? Was it? Well, the Depression didn't start until 29. It was the end of the 20s. I'm not exactly when right. Prohibition began, but again, I think it was towards the end. The 20s, it, it was a good time economically. Uh, there, there was a lot of fun. Right. There was great music going on. I think the bad stuff came towards the end ah. of the 20s. Right. That's what sure, I mean. But we, we can look that up. So, but I don't know that I like the boring 20s. We're gonna we're gonna have to think <laughs> on that. We're gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pass on that, and I'm gonna pass on that, and we'll we'll during the course of the show we'll come up with new ones. All right, I'll, I'll keep thinking of something. <laughs> okay. One 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 thing that's not gonna be boring, uh, Jack and Jed, during the 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 2020 and the the preceding and the succeeding decade is the the area of music. Music is in a renaissance today for a number of reasons. For instance. Did you know that most new vehicles sold today do not do not have CD players, and that Boy, do I because ever. of and because of this and other reasons, there was more vinyl sold last year than CDs. Can you yep. imagine? I uh, actually so, I, I am Jack, aware of that fact. Yes, respond to that. Respond to that. Well, why is uh, you know, more we, vinyl being sold than CDs? Uh, I think that it is a medium that um, is a very artistic medium in the in the sense that you can do artwork, you can print out the lyrics, you can um, open it up and have sleeves with pictures and and uh, folding papers and so forth. And then you have a piece of plastic that you can put on. And I, I don't know. I just think that the appeal is, is more than a CD, which is much smaller. Um, vinyl is something that kind of lives forever. It's something that if you have something on vinyl, you're never going to get rid of it because you're always going to want to be able to put it on. I have a record player at our house here in Costa Mesa. We have vinyl. We put vinyl on. My wife uh, is a musician. She prints her stuff on vinyl. And so, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's just a, it's, it's a really interesting and uh, kind of cool factoid that vinyl outsold CDs for the first time in 30 years. I have an idea. I have an idea. Why. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, it, I think I think because it's just a lot more tactile. You know, everything is digital now. You know, everything is through the airwaves, and vinyl is tactile. You take as you know, Jack was saying. You know, you take it out of the album cover, out of the sleeve. You got all the nice artwork. You got liner notes, and then you put it on your player, and you, and you and you and you bring the needle over, and you get that little crackle crackle. There's something very tactile about it. 
Yes. That you don't get with, you know, digital today. You know, everything is in the cloud, you know. Press a button, play music. Yeah. You don't touch anything. I Right. I I've, I've been getting ready for this show because there are so many great things about what's going on in the music business, especially for local bands that are breaking out of their local uh, market and, and starting to press albums and starting to get a following because not only is it the tactile nature of playing vinyl, the quality of the sound is different. Some people have always said that they could hear the difference. A lot of people say they can't, but there are, there's new evidence now that there is a, a, The, it's kind of like the formula for vinyl is changing. They're discovering new uh, formulas for vinyl to make it harder, to make it last longer, and uh, things like these. So technology is a part of it, but in a different way than you would think. The technology of the material is changing and getting better. And uh, so all of these things put together um, have have created a renaissance. And also you talked about liner notes and artwork. The great heyday of liner notes and artwork is coming back. But these production companies are finding that they can add little teasers here and there for advertising and so forth that, that they can't do on that small little compact disc package. So there's more room for creative expression and also for business expression. It's really exciting. But one you, you thing know, I want to talk about. I got to tell you something, though. Uh, you know, I, I heard that statistic about vinyl outselling CDs for the first time, but you got to also remember people stopped buying CDs a while back. Mm. You know, you, you, know, you mm. go into like a blockbuster or something, and there would be aisles and aisles filled with, you know, rows and rows of CDs. When you started to be able to download music, people stopped buying CDs. As a matter of fact, don't you remember, Joe, a couple of years ago, I, I, I said something about, oh, I played a CD, and people were like, you still play CDs? And, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, nobody has CD players anymore because people literally stopped buying CDs. So, yes. you know, with- so... When yeah. when we were when we were making this latest album, uh, we had this discussion, this very discussion: Do we make CDs or do we do USB drives? Do we do digital download cards? Um, do we do vinyl? I mean, is this, these are all things mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. talked about. Uh, there's mm-hmm. still there's still a slight <laughs> demand for CDs, and it's and it's with the mm-hmm. the um, I guess the boomers and the older Gen X's mm-hmm. like myself, where they already have CD, a huge CD collection. They don't want to get right. rid of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm right mm-hmm. now in the process of backing up all of my CDs so I can get rid of them. And that is a, that's a heck of a process. I mean, it's, it's a project. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people just hang on to their old collection. We use the CD as almost a glorified business card. They're so cheap to make. It's like a buck a piece. So if someone comes up and says, hey, who, who was that song? And we say, that was us. Here, have a CD. And you put it in their hand. Mm-hmm. Then they're obligated to tip the band. And sometimes they'll <laughs> give them five bucks. 
Sometimes they'll give you 20, you know, but either way, you're still mm-hmm. making a profit on that $1 CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a so, very, even if, very interesting concept, yeah. Yeah, and even if people don't have a CD player or one on their computer or something, sometimes they'll say, well, I do have one in my car. And so they'll take it, mm-hmm. and that will be the only disc that they have in their car, which is a great thing to feed the kitty. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's almost like we've been taking a poll. Every time I give a CD to somebody, I say, do you have a I, – I was at lunch with two friends yesterday, and I said – I asked them both separately. I go, do you have a CD player in the car? And he goes, I don't know. And then the, my <laughs> other friend said the exact same thing, and that they were still like, dude, I would love to have this. And then, like Jack said, a lot of people are driving around with a CD, uh, Feed the Kitty CD in their car, because that's their only CD they have. They put it in, and they don't take it out, <laughs> which is a great thing. Right. And it's fun to, you know, they when, put when it in people, and they like, grab it. the CD, it's fun to watch them, like, open it and look at the liner notes. And then somebody younger, yeah. Jack has fun with them and says, you know, if they're 20 years old, he'll say, do you know what this is? <laughs> and they kind of look like it, at, like it's foreign, you know? They're, like, not really sure, yeah. especially a kid that's, like, 12 years old, you know? It's like, he's never seen one. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Wow. That's true. Yeah, that that's true. So, well, I, I have to tell you two things. I have um, a, an older car that has a CD player in it, but at the moment I'm using the CD player – to uh, hold my phone, uh, oh, yeah. my husband, my husband bought <laughs> cool. me this thing. It's flips in the CD player, has the magnet on it. So you can you could just put your phone up on it. So the AA, that's, awesome. that's right. Yeah, so that's what I'm using my CD player for. But but you know something again, <laughs> I've over the last several years I've had people make fun of me about playing CDs, and just similar to albums, I I enjoy listening to the entire album. You know, I don't want to hear one or two yeah. songs. There's something about putting a CD in or an album on and listening to the whole thing. You know, because for so many years that albums were made, it was a concept. You know, every album had a concept, right. and you had to listen to right. the whole thing, the A side, the B side, to to to, to appreciate all of it. Um, and I just also wanted to mention that um, uh, we 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 bought a new turntable for Christmas. My husband bought one. And over the last 10 days or so, he's been going under the house a little at a time and bringing up our old record collection, which has been sitting under the house for 30 years. Uh, and, and we've mm-hmm. done listening to him. And boy, oh boy, talk about a throwback. Oof. Mm-hmm. Isn't it great? It's, it's so great because these are some of these pieces of vinyl you've had for 30 years, and they're still accessible. They're still usable. And they still mm-hmm. probably sound really good, and isn't that cool? It is. It it's is. Although cool. one of them, we were listening to one the other day, and it began skipping. And the two of us looked at each other like, well, there's something you haven't heard in about 30 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what else is but, interesting but the- is that is that <laughs> in, like, um, modern TV shows and movies, there'll be this scene where, you know, the whole thing stops and you hear that record scratch, that you know, and it's that sound. I I guarantee most people don't even know what that is, but there it is, right? And uh, it's just something that's kind of made its way and kept and stayed in the mainstream throughout the years, but I, I guarantee that if you survey someone, 
you know, 100 people, probably 70 of them don't know what that sound actually is. Right. right. Cool. Right. 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 Do we know? Does that does that sound have a when, name? When you put when the, you put the needle on the beginning of now, does anybody does it have a name? Scratch. Yeah. There's uh, there's record yeah. pops and scratches, and then there's uh, you know just a record scratch like a zip. scratch. Okay. All right. So now so we know. Jed, I want to I want to just talk about yeah I want to talk about the business of music now. We talked about the, the formats, and the formats are changing, kind of going, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Of course, streaming is everywhere. Uh, Disney Plus just got released a month ago or so, and, and so Disney Plus and Netflix and, you know, Hulu are, and, and YouTube TV are all the rage. And um, Jackie was talking about listening to an album I like Willie Nelson. So um, there's this album that he released called Stardust, which is like 10 covers that he did of, of you know, songs that he really loved. I, I had a, a, a hankering to listen to it. All I had to say in the car was Google. Play, uh, you know, Willie Nelson's Stardust. And it, the album played beginning to end. But where the money is, is playing live it's venues it's playing live um the music business has become a business of of physical playing and you know that's always been a source of money but that's where the money is now can you talk a little bit about that yeah i certainly uh, can go ahead jed well playing playing live is definitely the way to make money now you know it's so interesting in the past you had to get a record deal and get distribution and get your physical right. albums or CDs all over the country and now you've got the right. digital platform i was just look, looking at i love looking at numbers and i've been looking at all our numbers this week from the new album and just last night i'm looking at our first song called home and i was like looking at all, it's, it'll say every city that that it's been played in and there was 15 mm. different countries in 43 different cities that had played our song, wow. just our song home. I know. And I, I was just thinking if it's just so different these days to be able to put your music out there and the world can hear it is really yeah. just unbe- unbelievable. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure exactly <clears throat> what your original question was, but you know, well, these days well, any, any independent artist could put a song out and it goes viral yeah. or whatever you want to call yeah. it. And, and and then yeah. you're not splitting a piece of the pie with anybody at that point. And I know that's happened with a few yeah. uh, artists so far. So you're, you're, we're in this area where it's, it's really exciting. It, you're, you're not making as much money on record sales, but you can really get your music out there. And then it just takes that one song yeah. to where you're touring on it, you know, for a long time. And then people yeah. discover your other music and it's, you know. Shit. And it's, it's a snowball where, effect. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you have answered my question because it's obvious where your next five gigs should be, the top five cities where your song yeah. is playing. That's, That's nice it. to be able to it's gauge simple. that. I know. Yeah. It, it, I was showing Jack the other night that we're getting all these plays in India right now, in this little area in right. India. All these people are listening to it. I'm just like, do we go to India and go play? No, I am not <laughs> I really thought India. about that, though. I mean, it's, it's really <laughs> great to be able to – to see those demographics and to, and to look at those statistics. Right. So, so we, we're going to talk about the business of music. We're going to talk about the experience that you guys have had 
uh, last year and, and where you see this year and this decade for Feed the Kitty. But we also have some music that we want to play. So uh, uh, Gene was nice enough to provide us with uh, a number of uh, cuts off the new album. We've got, uh, we've got Home. Uh, what else do we have? We've got Darling. We've got Thank You, My Last Name, and Pajama Party. So, Jack, right. I want you to uh, pick, pick one of those and and tell me a little bit about it so we can play some music. Sure. Uh, let's do Home since we're talking about it already. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just also wanted to, to say about the streaming thing, um, you know, I don't know how much Willie Nelson got paid when you told Alexa or whatever to play his album, but it's probably yeah. in the order of uh, – uh, point tenths of cents, right? Mm. I mean, it's probably, mm. I think, fractions per play, you get, yeah, fractions of pennies. So we yeah. got to work on that in, in the music business. Yeah. We have to work on how to pay the artists and writers more for streaming than they're currently getting. I think it was that song Happy by, uh, what's his name? Um, was that uh, Cheryl Williams? Yeah. Kilo. He, he, Pharrell Williams. Farrell, he, Farrell. Had, he had Pharrell and Kilo. He had, he had like 500 million hits, and he made like 30 bucks on yeah. on his yeah. streaming. You're, yeah. you're, Jack's exactly right, and but I do think Jack that just recently in the past year or two they they're starting to make it more right, and they still have a little ways to go, but they they are they, we're right in the middle of that, and I think they're making it right. Yeah, or, or it I, I think. Better. I think you're right, and I think we have a little more than a little ways on that right. end. But, I but it is it is it is concern uh, concerning to see it starting to happen. So I like that. Right, right. So yeah, home. So tell me about home. Yeah, Jed came to me with this song, and I said, Jed, this is a great song. I need to change <laughs> one note, <laughs> and and that was about it on there. Um, yeah. It's it's a song about being at home no matter where you are if you're with the person that you love. Yeah. Okay. So you can okay. be at the grocery store and feel at home. You can be in India and feel at home. <laughs> you know, it was, long was a girl. Would... <laughs> I wrote that about a girl that I was dating, and it was just like kind of right towards the end of my, uh, uh, you know, finishing up my a big. 20 year run of drinking and she just she wanted to be at the bars and drinking all the time and I just was like let's go home you know all I want to do is be with you why do we need to be out you know doing this and it was kind of a transitional period in my life uh very eye-opening and um uh when I played it for Jack he loved it and he took hold of it and, and took it to another level so I really loved the way it turned out Rami Jaffe from the Foo Fighters and Wallflowers played organ on it and uh, I, I love the way that track turned out. I love how we both have different ideas of what the song is about. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, people are texting me and saying, oh, my God, this song's about me and my wife. And, uh, and that's what it's all about. People are already connecting and thinking that this song's about them. And that's a beautiful yeah. thing. That really makes me happy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, there's nothing else for me to say. Ladies and gentlemen, feed the kitty home. 
Yeah, thank that, you. That, that is very, very catchy. Although, Jed, I yeah. have a little bone to stick with you. Just a little okay. one. Uh-oh. Okay. You're, no, no. When he was explaining the song about how you know he he was dating this girl and he just wanted to be home with her and she wanted to go out, that is something that men across the world do. They they go out, they meet a girl, and then they just want to keep her at home. Well, it's the other way around. I mean, I had the same experience with my husband. Once he had his permanent peace, he just wanted to stay at home with it. <laughs> <laughs> there's been I, there's been many girls I've dated where all I wanted to do was go out and party with them. It was just kind of right at this transitional period of my life <laughs> where I'm just like, I don't want to okay. drink anymore. <laughs> I'm all old. Right. Okay. My bones are tired. I need to go to bed. <laughs> all right. I guess it's, we'll call it extenuating circumstances, but I've seen that played over and over again and have experienced it personally. So I'm just saying, just saying. Okay. I like it. <laughs> But good tune, yeah, listen, good tune. Thank you. Li- listening back to that right now, um, there's a few things about the recording process. Uh, we, my, my friend Brian Pruitt was in town, so he's actually the drummer on that song. It just happened very organically in the studio. And I love Rami's keyboard part, listening back right now. It's just, it's just like the perfect part. I and, know. And with his feel, you can, just, you can almost tell it's him. And oh, yeah. uh, I, I just love that about about that track. Yeah, it has a very it has a very full sound <laughs> yeah. track. Uh, you, 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 am I explaining it well enough? Like a full. Like yeah, that, you, it, know. You, you are. It was produced by John Lusto, and he knows how to get that full sound. He he knows how to add percussion. He knows how to pan the instruments <laughs> with stereo, and he it's just I, I love his production, and that was a big part of our, our mm-hmm. sound there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's, that's and, all Lusto. And this is an analog soundboard that you used in the studio. Yes, now, so uh, w- will one of you explain the difference, you know, for our listeners that between digital and analog? I know what it is, um, but it, it does give you a different sound, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I can get into this. Um, absolutely, it gives you a different sound. Uh, it's it's diodes and transistors as opposed to ones and zeros. So this particular Neve board, they call it, that we record through at Studio 606 was in a studio called Sound City for years and years. And mm-hmm. everyone in their mother came through there and recorded through that Neve mixer. So we're talking about Tom Petty, Fleetwood Mac, Rat. Nirvana. Uh, Nirvana, Nirvana, right? Who, who else, Jed? Well, it, 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 I mean that that list goes on and on. Uh, Pat Benatar, um, feed the yeah, kitty, yeah, like you said, <laughs> feed the kitty. <laughs> mm. So, well, this, sounds, this it, need that mixer. Sounds, go, go ahead. Oh, go I'm ahead, sorry. Go go, ahead. Yeah, the the need mixer was so um, historical that they they actually filmed a documentary around it called Sound City which was mm-hmm. uh, made by Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. And they interviewed all the, the famous artists and musicians who've come through and recorded through the, the mixer. And if you've never seen that documentary, it is so highly recommended. I can't even tell you. Um, it's just, and, and it's it just shows, an amazing movie. It shows Dave bought the knee board from there and brought it to his studio, Studio 606, and it lives on. And he, I can't believe he even lets mm-hmm. us go there. I mean, it's so cool of him. 
you know, to, to let yeah. fans go record on there, and it's going to keep on going. Uh, Dave is uh, no. he's, a, he's also a historian, so he wanted to mm-hmm. salvage and save this incredible piece of gear. But in the meantime, the piece of gear needs a full-time statistician or a, a physician to come in and fix it all the time. It's kind of like the Millennium Falcon. It's like the fastest <laughs> ship in the galaxy, but it's constantly breaking down and needing repair. That's, that's kind of like what this yeah. board is. Yes. Yeah. And and, and, and you're making of... me, Jack, you're making me feel old. You're making me feel old because <laughs> I, well, I understand because you said, you know, it's, it's, it's warm analog transistors yeah. and diodes, not right. not ones and zeros. But you know what? It used to be tubes, and right. uh, you know before the advent of semiconductors. <laughs> um, yeah. Th- then it was, you know, uh, then it was uh, that was real analog, and then it was you know transistors and diodes, and now uh, it's software. In a in a computer, yes. but and it's it's funny they, they're making the software they, try to emulate the analog stuff, which I find right. hilarious as well. Absolutely right, and 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 Sound City, you know, um, I, I've mentioned this to so many people. Highly, highly recommended. Speaking of documentaries, The Wrecking Crew, uh, which is oh, yeah. amazing, and, and yeah, and and Sound City was one of the studios that that whole. Wrecking Crew played at regularly. Um, the Wrecking Crew, for anybody that's not aware of it, is a, gr- a group of studio musicians for a 10-year period, uh, 60s into the 70s, that pretty much played every hit song that you heard on the radio. They were yeah. the musicians on just about every single song. You name it, from uh, the Beach Boys to Sonny and Cher, the Mamas and the Papas. I mean, they played with everybody, Frank Sinatra. They played with everybody, and they never got credit for it. Um, they, their names were never on on the albums or on, on the records, uh, and, and it's mm-hmm. a fantastic documentary, so highly recommend it. Go watch it. Absolutely. And, and you know, we, uh, we did not go, you know, real-to-real analog in this, for this album. It was, you know, <laughs> digital on Pro Tools, but it's yeah. running through that analog board, which, which really so gets it yeah, yeah, you get right. yeah, you get what's right. called the the preamp the preamps on the Neve board. So when you run through those, it shapes and forms the sound that then gets captured digitally in Pro Tools. So yeah. it's a cool little right. hybrid of analog and digital. It's like the best right. of both worlds. Right. Hey, listen. Right. So let's really quickly let's yeah. do our station break, and then I have I have sure. a, I have a question for them, and then we got to go into another song because this hour is flying by. Right. Wow. Right, right, right. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show, and we are very, very happy to bring these uh, shows to you live every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. On Thursdays, it's South Bay Spotlight, and we spotlight some of the best that the South Bay has to offer. 8 a.m. every Thursday, and then on Fridays, 8 a.m., it's Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. We're proud to be sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber, and we bring some of those same elements, the business, government, uh, community, uh, but we bring it to you uh, with a focus on Manhattan Beach and certainly a focus on Manhattan Beach Chamber members. 
on Fridays. And also, for this new decade, like Jackie was saying at the top of the show, we've been doing this for eight or nine years, nine-year anniversary coming up, but we are now live on Alexa and on Google Home. So whenever you have the need uh, to connect with your South Bay, just say, uh, Alexa, play the South Bay Show podcast, or Google, uh, hey, Google, play the South Bay Show podcast, and uh there's so many different things you can do with that. We're very excited to be on those two platforms. Thank you for all your support for the last nine years. And here's to the next 10 years, this new decade of the 20s. Uh, we're, we're very excited to, to be with you. Now, Jackie? Um, yeah, I just wanted to, what, I wanted to ask uh, Jack one thing, and then we're going to pick another song to play. When you make your albums in the studio – you know, we just listen to it. It has a very full sound. You have other musicians playing on it. Um, how is that? How is that different for you as a musician? You guys go into the studio. You create. You create this it, this incredible sound. And then, what happens when you play live? And and you don't <laughs> have the organ and stuff. I mean, I know it's different, but in what way? Sure. Um, when you're when you're playing live, it's always going to be different unless you're playing to tracks or unless you're hiring the wrecking crew um, yeah. that, you know, that, that's going to try to emulate what you've done in the studio. When we play live, Jed and myself, it's a lot of times just him and I. We do a lot of duo gigs. So we're doing all of these songs, you know, really broken down with just bass, guitar, and a couple of vocals. Um, so the songs do take different shapes and forms. So it's like kind of like the acoustic version and the, the full band version, if you will. Mm. Okay. Uh, so when, right. we're, when we're doing the, the bottle in or HT grill or boozies, uh, we are doing the acoustic version, if you will. And then when we play the Viper room, we're going to, we're going to bring in Dwayne Betts and, uh, uh, Emily V and some other people to kind of fill up that sound for more of a club live show. So right. it's be- that's, a good it, that's way also of, the best of both worlds, you know. That's a good way of explaining it. It's the acoustic version. Okay. All right. I All right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right, Joe. Yes. Somebody pick another song. Oh, yes. All right, Jed. We you have... pick this one, buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You want me to pick the next one? Yeah. All right. Why don't we go to track two, Thank You. That was one of the options, right? Yes. Yes. What we were just talking about. Tell Dwayne me about Betts. And, Well, this is a song. Dwayne Betts is, is my buddy from, I, I think I met him back in like 2004, 2005. He was playing in a band called White Star, and they wrote a lot of great songs. And one of them was this song called Thank You. Uh Dwayne probably wrote this around 2000, and a few years back, I started listening to these old White Star songs, and I came across this song called Thank You, and I, I texted Dwayne right away, and I said, dude, this is a really great song, and I think we might go record it, and uh, once Jack took a hold of it, like, again, he just took it to another level, uh, Dwayne has also sobered up in the, in the recent years, and I feel like this was a, a struggle with addiction, this song. But it's a happy, upbeat song about overcoming addiction. And um, 
I think it's an anthem. I, I really love this song. I love the way it turned out. Dwayne plays on it. He wrote it. Uh, Jack, you got anything to add to thank you? Uh, I, I think you've said it all. Okay. <laughs> and, and how appreciative we are of, of everything that's happening around us. I mean, we really we thank everybody every night for, for all the love and support they get. So just that name alone, it means a lot to me. Yes. Well, uh, all that's left for me is feed the kitty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> As I swim to shore
Nice fade. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. That that is very anthony. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. This is sounds this good. Is, this is when when I think about and 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 this is something that I love to do as a as an entrepreneur is I love to think about the general sort of principles that apply you know, around the world or nationwide or, you know, that, that we're experiencing here. You guys are experiencing something that is happening everywhere as local musicians are working through the new way to live as a musician. One thing is, of course, live performances are where the money is. The other thing is digital is not paying the bills like it should I mean, we've had everyone from Taylor Swift with in a in a very public argument with Apple computers just a year or two ago about how they need to pay artists better. I mean, this is happening in the world of YouTube. Um, there's a tremendous amount of censorship going on with YouTube, so I want to do a shout out to Library. Uh, it's lbry.com. LB. If you're a YouTuber or you want to be, and you want to have control of your content, and you do not want to be censored, check out lbry.com, lbry.com. These are are the things that are going on in the world right now. Tell us a little bit, uh, Jack, about the struggle to be a musician today. You've, You've got great content. We love your music, and now we've got to get it out there, and we've got to get it monetized. We've got to give people access to it and uh and uh we've got to find the best way to 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 go forward and and make money. Tell us about that struggle yeah. and, and where do you see some of the bright spots out there? Certainly. Um the there's many different roads uh to to hoe. Um mm. if you're going to do a live show, you better have some merch to sell and you better have a tip jar mm. out in front of your, your bandstand. Um, mm. I, sometimes I walk into a bar and there'll be a band playing and there's no tip jar up front. And that's, and, and I just think, wow, they are missing out on just, you know, as little or as much money as they're missing out on, they're missing out on money. Um, right. Our philosophy in feed the kitty is that you get up, you get out of bed and you go out the door every day and you do something to further the pro the project. Um, in our case, we've decided, well, we're going to play five, six nights a week, bring our merch, bring our tip jar, uh, do a three, two to three to four hour show every night, keep our chops up, keep the songwriting going because this is also an opportunity for us to try out material on the audience Mm -hmm. and fine tune our songs before we go into the studio and spend all this money to try to record them. Um, Mm -hmm. The other way is that we try to place our stuff in film and TV. So in 2008, we had a song in a movie called Lars and the Real Girl with Ryan Gosling. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Mm. but it's a great movie. It's uh, it's kind of a really feel good movie. It's, uh, it's borderline chick flick, but you could still watch it with your with your buddy, I think, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're still seeing residuals from, from that movie. 
We also have a, a couple of songs placed in a TV show called Rogue, which was on the Direct TV channel, I believe. I have never seen the mm-hmm. show, but the check mm-hmm. cleared. So we're good. (laughs) Uh, But that's another way to to generate revenue. And then finally, um, what we've discovered actually pretty recently is that through your publishing company, not publishing company, but the uh, like BMI or or ASCAP, Mm -hmm. you can report to them and tell them um, if, if you're playing your song in a public place, you can tell them, hey, I played home and I played thank you, and they will pay you for that. Yeah, so, it's a program they started about a year ago, and it's called BMI Live. So every time you play your song live, you should get paid for it. Oh. What? Yeah. Well, well wait That's a minute. Amazing. I, I thought that I thought that any time another artist – well, first off, there's two things. Any time a song is played – in any format, it could be at somebody's birthday party at their house. Aren't you supposed to get royalties for it? Well, if they play it on their CD, no, because they've already paid for it. If they play, if they no, 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 it, I'm then... talking about I'm, to- I'm talking about either either. Uh, I always thought band. that. No, 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 no. You, you know how? Oh shoot, I'm not going to get this out right. Um, I think I understand what you're saying. If okay. we played if we played a Feed the Kitty song at a birthday party, shouldn't we be right. paid for that? And the answer is no, because it's not, it's not played a in a public performance. performance. Oh, okay. Because there was that thing a couple of years ago. Facebook started um, stopping if you had a video that had music playing in the background, and they said you don't have permission to play it, so they wouldn't let the video post. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Do, yeah, do you not yeah, remember that's... that? No, that, years ago. That's a that's a copyright infringement issue. So that's kind of a different uh, monster. There. Uh, you so, know that right. might be fractions of a penny right there. Why not just get the exposure and let it play? You know, that's how I would think of it. Yeah, it, it just you know, the, who knows who's got a stick up their butt about their music being played. Um, you know, I, I'm sure the Stones weren't thrilled when. The Trump administration used their song, for example, but they can still use it as long as they pay for it. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Okay, all right, all right. A little confusing for me. But <laughs> I love this concept. Every time you you guys play live, you 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 take note of the set and you send that to ASCAP and you and every you get night, paid on a regular basis. Yeah, every night I get home, I plug, I, I, and it's just in my memory. I can remember the originals we played every night, and I come home and I plug yeah. that in, and it feels great. And now, four times a year on our BMI statement, we're seeing these BMI live uh, performance royalties, yeah. and that feels great. And, yeah, and they really, yeah. they really do kind of add up, you know. They do. So if, oh, yeah. we're playing Especially every single night, and yeah, and you're playing Redondo, every night. We're playing Oh, you know, eighty percent originals. I get to plug in fifteen, twenty songs a night. That will add up. Right, right, right. That is well, yeah, that you is guys amazing, are, and I, I think you, you guys are playing over three hundred shows a year, so you got to well, be. Get, yeah, yeah that's got to add yeah. up. We pulled it back a little bit. We're at like about two sixty, which um, is about yeah. perfect for us. Right. Okay. So, so these are things shows. that bands. These are things that bands around the country. Probably a lot of bands, I would say, 
probably half, if not 60, 70% of bands don't know that. If there's bands out there without tip jars and without merch, they don't know about this for sure. Right. Definitely. Right? Right. Yep. And so that that, that comes to – how do bands – how do new bands get as educated as you guys are? Why don't you guys create a little – some kind of a seminar and teach bands how to be successful? You know, and, and, and your first answer is experience. We, you, you don't right. know until you know there's that learning curve. And we've right. just about seen it all on, on our level. <laughs> Jack and I have right. said uh, we really want to write a book, you know, it'd be called Free Bird Isn't Free, How to Make Money in the Music Industry. <laughs> and we, uh, Jack came up with oh, that I love title. The title. And, yeah, I know. I, it's got legs and uh, something we need to write. And we can we can explain all these things through examples in our experience. And I think it would be a great book for any starting musician or even the most experienced right. musician would laugh their butts off hearing our stories because they've been through Oh, yeah. It. Right. I right. like to say our right. lives are like a combination of Spinal Tap and Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it really is it, it, we, we are the first ones to laugh at ourselves And if you're not laughing at yourself In this industry uh, You can't take things too seriously Right? Right, right, yeah if you're, right. if you're not laughing at yourself Then you're laughing at someone else And that's not very nice No, <laughs> no, not cool no. Cool. All right, Joe. Do you want to? Shall we? Shall we squeeze in one more song because we only have a few minutes left? So, uh, you want to squeeze in one we more do. song? I do. I do. I do. So, um, Jack, what's next? Yeah. Oh, and and pajama? I have to say, Jean, when we were, she was sending us the song. She said there's a special song that talks about why the album is named "Ain't Dead Yet." Yeah, that would be the song Pajama Party. Yeah. Which is a fun song. And it's about, uh, I would say it's about kind of like a midlife crisis where mm-hmm. you're looking back on your life and you're going, wow, I, I really lived it up. Is, is it over? And the answer is no. This pajama party is going to continue. <laughs> All right, I want to hear this song. Well, what's interesting okay. is that the, it's that the same girl I wrote home about inspired this song. She called me <laughs> real early one morning. I was sleeping at about 6 a.m. I, I woke up to this phone call. And that should set the, 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 the premise for this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Jed, Jack, uh, Jed Motley and Jack Mayer, we want to thank you for joining us today because we're just going to close out the show with Pajama Party. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you guys so much. Joe, Jackie, you guys are great. Thank you for having us on again. And thank you, Gene. Good catching up Yeah, absolutely. And contact information, uh, Yeah, you can go to com. And, and, you know, also we're at the bullpen in uh, Redondo Beach this Saturday, and we're going to celebrate the release of this album. We're also going to go to the Viper Room in West Hollywood uh, on Wednesday, January 15th, for another celebration. Okay. Saturday at... Yeah, yeah, feedthekitty.com will give you our calendar, our music, uh, photos of 
Jed. And so, yes. <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys. Uh, thank you so much for what you do. Uh, we need that book. Need that book and that okay. that uh, short short form documentary. Uh, Freebird isn't free. And here we go with Feed the Kitty Pajama Party. I was sleeping just fine till my phone blew up. You seemed a little drunk. No, I won't pick you up. I looked in the mirror. I gave myself the evil eye. No crazy women or vodka by my side. These days, it's been real clear, but I still crave a nice cold beer. Whiskey drinking, summer dreaming, short blinded by my side. I miss the sweeter side of life. Wine stepping, girl chasing, senorita by my side. Drink, I won't forget. This pajama party's not over yet. I had plenty of gas, but I ran out of luck. It's not what you think. This ain't no big pink truck. I'd rather have a limo and ride in the back to feed all my kitties. And my big fat cat These days It's been real clear But I still crave A nice cold beer Whiskey drinking Summer dreaming Short blinded by my side I miss the sweeter side of life White stepping Girl chasing by my side She poured a drink I won't forget This pajama part is not over yet Oh no I ain't dead yet Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. And, uh, of course, thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure, Joe. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jackie. All right. That's, thank the, you. that's our first live show of the Roaring Twenties or the Boring Twenties or whatever. <laughs> snoring. The Snoring Twenties. The Snoring Twenties. Right. <laughs> All right. 
Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye, everyone.